All right, go. Good evening. Good afternoon. This is rare. This feels like Shabbos almost. Um, we are learning uh, Daf Tess tonight. Uh, the Ahmed Aleph of Daf Tess is uh, looks pretty long, and if you look on Daf Tess and Bays, you'll see a Rashi that begins about ten lines down. Uh, Ari, grab a picture sheet. Uh, the Rashi on Daf Testament base begins about 10 lines down and goes for about 4,000 lines. It's, ex it's exceedingly long. It happens to be a, a gorgeous and clear Rashi depicting how to best understand our Mishnah. So uh, when you have time, and it will not be now, but when you have time, it's Kedai just to read one of those cases to see how Rashi um, in perfect form articulates what's going on in our Mishnah. But before that, we have to uh, close out one last sugya, and that is starting two-thirds of the way down on Chesimid Beis at the two dots. Yesterday, uh, in argument against Rava, we brought a brysa in the name of Rebbe. And here's what the brysa had said at the two dots. Gufa, in the name of Rebbe, it says, Rebbe Omer, really, the Pasuk could have said Vilakach, but instead it said Ulekacha. It could have said Vyabim, and instead the Pasuk said Vayibma. So how do we understand this Pasuk? So Rebbe had said, He said that each of these Pasukim are teaching us that there are times that a tsara will be asura, and there are times that an arayos will be asura. This was the question that we asked against Rava without going into too much detail. Rava had said that we don't need a pasuk for arayos. This brysa was brought to say, clearly we need a pasuk for arayos because the Gemara brought a pasuk for arayos. Fine. The Gemara is bothered by this. How can you learn out tsara from this pasuk? Midate tsaros. Uh, do you see the word Sarah being discussed in this Pasuk? How can you learn from this Pasuk? Asking a question on Rebbe. How could you say that Tsaras is being learned from this Pasuk? Tsara is not mentioned in this Pasuk. Not only that, Tsara is mentioned in a different Pasuk. But Odin, furthermore, Tsaros milits nafka. We know the Pasuk already speaks about Tsara, and it's not in the Brisa, the Pasuk that's mentioned in the Brisa with Rebbe of Vilakahu Lakacha and Vyabim Vyibma. So what is Rebbe talking about? So to get out of one problem, the Litsuror, the Pasuk that does speak about Tsara. So that Rebbe learns differently. Litsuror, Mapikle Rebbe, Lichad Reb Shimon. Rebbe learns the word Litsuror for an atypical situation, not about a classical Tsara, for the case of Reb Shimon. What is Reb Shimon's case? So take a look at Rashi halfway down, Dibrahamaska, Lichad Reb Shimon. The Perak Dalat Achen, we're going to learn about this later in the Mesechta. We're just going to read a little bit, okay? Don't, don't worry, we're, just going to, we're not going to draw out the case here. What's the case that Rashi says here? Gimel Achen, there are three brothers. There are two brothers who are married to two sisters, O Isha Ubita, or a woman and her daughter. One is married to one, one is married to the other. And then Umesu, and then there was a case of Yibum. And if you go through this whole Rashi, you'll see that there's a case of a tsara there. Now, we're not going to go into these. I'm just highlighting that that case we'll learn on Daf Kalches. But that's how Rebbe learns the Litzror. So we don't have a classical case of tsara. So tsara. Uh, hecha ksiva, the language should be hecha ksiva. That's corrected by the Yavits on the side here in the Gilion. Hecha ksiva. So how then do we understand this Pasuk to be speaking about a tzara? The Pasuk that Rebbe quoted is not talking about a tzara. So the Gemara responds, hachikama. This is really how we can understand the Pasuk. Imkain, if it's not meant to speak about a tzara, lema krevelakach. It should have just said velakach without the hey. My ulekacha. It must be that kol hecha deika tre lekuchen, that whenever a husband or a, a yavam in this case has an opportunity to marry two women, one an erva and one atzara the ibay nasiv hai the ibay nasiv hai in a case where he could marry one 
or the other, then Sharia, then it would be permissible for him to marry one of them. Basically, we're making a diuk, but that because there's an extra hay, that we're able to learn out at Sarah. How do we learn out the second part of the Pasuk? The Yibma. When there is a case of Yibum, who the Asira Tsara. That is when the Tsara is going to be forbidden. The Tsara is forbidden through the Yavama. Right? So if, uh, if let's say that the Yavama, the actual Yavama is a uh, is an Arayos. So Shimon cannot marry that woman because it's his daughter. But the Tsara is not related. So the only reason the Tsara is going to be Asr is because there's Yibum happening. Shalobamakom Yibum, Sharia Tsara. However, if it was not to be a case of Yibum, then the Tsara would be permit, permitted. That's totally fine. Let's say, for example, that uh, Ruvain married Shimon's daughter, and Ruvain married Malka, a random woman from the community. And then they had kids. So then there's no Yibum. So then if Ruvain dies, then Shimon can marry the Tsara. No problem at all. That's totally fine. The only time that it's problematic is when Yibum takes place. That's when a Tsara comes up. Now, all of this is according to Rebbe. And if there's if the Gemara, if the Gemara in the Brisa mentions Rebbe, it also therefore assumes that there is a dissenting opinion. And that in this case is the Rabbanon, eight lines from the bottom of Chesimid Bays, trudging along, trying to figure out exactly how all the Psukim work here. The Rabbanon, how do the rabbis understand? These psukim, hi ulekacha, my avale, my avdile. How does uh, the Rabbanan understand this? So it says the Gemara, mi boile lechid Rabbi Yossi Barchanina. He says that the psukim that Rebbe uses of ulekacha, we need them to teach us something that Rabbi Yossi taught us. What did Rabbi Yossi teach us? Dama Rabbi Yossi Barchanina ulekacha. What does that teach us? Malamid shemegarsha begeru machzira. That once a woman is married biyibum, she no longer has any other uniqueness to her as it relates to being married. She'd have to get divorced regularly. And if she'd get remarried, she'd have to get remarried with all of the regular rules of Yibum. Yibum is a flash in the pan as it relates to this woman. The second she's married, Derech Yibum, she's no longer a Yavama anymore. She's just a regular woman. And Rabbi Yossi, Reb Chanina, learns that out from this word of the Kacha. And that's why he argues with Rebbe. Rebbe is learning out these gross ideas about Arabs. He's like, stop. All I'm saying, says Rabbi Yossi, Reb Chanina, all I'm saying... <clears throat> Is that um, is that this woman once she completes her marriage derachibum she is now a regular woman all the way viyavama what is viyibma what does the word viyibma mean so viyibma is the verb of getting married and the gemara says a very sharp line al korcha to teach that she will become married even if the intimacy even if the bia under those circumstances was al korcha was against her will. Not to say that that's the right thing to do, of course. It's just to say that the mechanism of Tashmish Amita, Bia, in this case, that is uh, going to cause that marriage to, to, uh, to be effective. The Rebbe, where does Rebbe learn this out from? Rebbe, who learns, uh, Rebbe, who doesn't learn the Psukim this way, because we said that Rebbe learned the Psukim of Yibma and Ulakacha to teach us about Arayos and Atzara. So then, the Rebbe Yosib Rebchanina, where does he learn out? The idea of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanina. So where does he learn out the idea that a woman, once she's uh, once she's already married, that she's considered like every other woman? So the Gemara responds, It comes out from a different Pasuk. And Al-Korcha, where does he learn that from? He learns it out from another Pasuk, that as long as there is any form of intimacy, even if the intention wasn't marriage, at the end of the day, she is going to be married. Okay, now let's just get to the last little piece of this. Uh, and then we're going to, um, to switch into... Uh, a real, a real yibum uh, sugya. Let's go. The Rebbe, hi aleha my avidle. Now Rebbe learned our sugya altogether differently. So when we have the pasuk of aleha, which was to teach us 
that a uh, that a man cannot marry his daughter or any of the arayos. We had the word aleha, but Rebbe doesn't learn that way. So what does he do with the word aleha? So it says the Gemara, mi It's really lichaditznan. It's not a brisa. It's a mishnah. He needs it for the following mishnah. That this mishnah seems like it's out of left field. It's a mishnah that speaks about what happens when. Uh, when a group of people or a Nasi or a Kohen Mashiach or an individual does an Avera, and we're going to learn something from our case of Yibum back to that case. So that's the structure of the next many lines. So what does the Brysa say? Ein chayavin bezdin, a bezdin that, that uh, gives a psak in error, they will not be chayav to bring their korban. What is their korban called? Look at the last line of Rashi. Rashi says, Ein chayavin a bezdin, lahavi par shel he'elam dover. We refer to, the, refer to this korban as par he'elam dover shel tzibur. So says the Gemara, back in the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, Ein chayavin bezdin el al dover shezdono karis v'shikigas That when do we say that a bezdin who, who gives a psak to the public in error has to bring the par he'elam dover shel tzibur? That's only in a case when the psak that they give out would have been on purpose a chiyuv kares and would have been by accident a chatas. And the same applies by a Kohen who gives the wrong psak b'chein ha-mashiach. Here the Mashiach is a reference to the Kohen Mashiach. If he gives out a psak that is really not correct, the only time he has to bring a korban is if it's zedono kares and shigagaso chatas. That if the psak would have been that had it been on purpose, he would have been chayiv. Uh, kares, and had it been that it was done b'shogeg, then he would, uh, that action was done b'shogeg, he would be chayi v'chatas. This brings us to the top of Dav Tesemet Aleph, and as well, below ba'avodas kochavim, there's a different category of halacha, when a person, when a bezdin gives a psak, stam, versus when bezdin gives a psak about avodazara. So if that psak was about avodazara, below ba'avodas kochavim, here too, by avodazara, when would one be obligated to bring the korban of parhelam dover shel tzibur? So says the Gemara, that's only true if the uh, if the psak that was given about the avodah was ela al dover shechayav and al zono karis v'shigigas ochatos. So three for three. When it comes to a case of bezdin, when it comes to uh, a case of uh, the Kohen Mashiach. And when it comes to the case of Bezdin Paskening in the case of Avodah in all of these cases, the only time that a Korban would have to be brought for this error psak is in a case where that which was Paskened, had it been done on purpose, would be Chiyub Kares, and had it been done by accident, there would be a Korban Chatas. That's Mishnah number one. Mishnah number two, second line of Testament Aleph. It's not Nami. We have another Mishnah in a similar vein. In any case scenario where there is a mitzvah in the Torah, which had it been done on purpose would be chayv kares, and had it been done by accident would be chayv achatas, then yachid, if it's an individual who made this error, let's say that I did this on my own, right? We've all done this before. So then maybe kispa osira, those are the animals, one of those animals that you'd have to bring as a yachid. What if it was a nasi? If it was a Nasi, one of the leaders, the top posek in town, right, the biggest dayan in town, so then maybe Seir, he'd have to bring a korban on behalf of the community. Mashiach, if it was the Kohen Mashiach and he gave a psak out that was not good, uh, and Bezdin, Ubezdin, that would be true of both of them, so then Mavi and Par, they have to bring a cow. What if the psak was related to Uve Avodas Kochavim, if it was related to uh, Avodah Zara? So then in that case, says the Gemara, Yachid Nasi, Yachid Nasi U Mashiach, these three people, an individual, the top dayan in town, and the Kohen Mashiach, if they made this error, Mevi and Seira, they'd bring this female animal. Had it been the whole Tzibor, then Mevi and Par Vesayur, they bring two animals, Par Le'ola Vesayur Lechatos. 
and says the Gemara, How do we know that the common denominator of when we bring a korban is in a case of Zidono Kares and Shigigaso Chatas? How do we know that the only time we bring this korban is had it been that I did this activity intentionally, I'd be Chayab Kares, and if I did it accidentally, it would have been a Chatas. Where do we know this from? Says the Gemara, and now we're circling back to our sugya, to Tanu Rabbanan, because the rabbis taught us. And then it became known, the Avera that they did. The word Chatu is going to become important in a moment. And says the Gemara as follows. Rebbe Omer, Ne'emar Khan Aleha. It says over here, by the Korbanos of a mistaken activity, a mistaken Psak, it has the word Aleha. <clears throat> and Ne'emar Lahalan, it also says by Yibum, it also says the word Aleha. Oh, so this is what Rebbe uses the word Aleha for. Just like when it comes to Yibum, we're talking about a case where had the activity been done, b'meizid, it would be a chiv kares. And had it been done, b'shogeg, it's a chiv chatas. Afkan, here too, by bringing korbanos for an erroneous psak, a mistaken psak, it's only in a case of davr she'chayav and al-zdono kares v'al-shigegasochatas. So that's what Rebbe does with the word Allah. Let's just summarize this piece very quickly. We didn't know how Rebbe used the word Allah. We knew how everybody else used the word Allah, which was to teach us that a Shimon cannot marry his daughter, Derech Yibum. Fine, that's how we all learned it. But what does Rebbe do with that word? Because he learns differently. So says the Gemara, we learn from here to another world about where there was a mistaken psak that was given, that just like by Yibum, that the only time that Yibum would be would be a case of Isers, where there's a case of Zidono Kari Sachigigasochatas, the same is true here. Then the Gemara says, we're a quarter of the way down, a little bit less, about 15 lines down on Tess Madalev. Ashkechan Sibur. This Pasuk says, Chatu, Asher Chatu, that they sin. That, oh, that represents the Sibur. So I know from over there that they have to bring a Korban. That makes sense. However, Mashiach Menolan. How do we know that Mashiach is subject to the same criteria of Shigigasochatos? Uh, of uh, Zidono Kars and Shigigas Ochatos. So Mashiach Menolan answers the Gemara. If you look in that Pasuk on the side, it'll show you that there's a similarity to, to a Kohen Mashiach and the Tzibor. And therefore, they're treated the same in that the only time that a Kohen Mashiach is going to be obligated to bring this Korban is if it was Zidono Kares and Shigigas Ochatos. What about Yochid Venasi? Those are not represented in the Pasuk. So that we learn from Xer Shava Asi Mitzvos Mitzvos, that they too are going to be subject to the same rules, that the only time that they bring a Korban is if in fact they um is if in fact they had a case of Zadono Karis and Shigigasochatas. What about Avodas Kochavim? Avodas Kochavim wasn't spoken about in this Pasuk. So how do we know that they share the same parameter, the same threshold of when to bring a Korban? Says the Gemara, Avodas Kochavim. How do we understand that? Says the Gemara, Ela al Dabr Shechayavan al Zadono Karis Shigigasochatas. How do we know that? Because Tzibor Ba'avodas Kochavim Yalif Me'ene Me'ene. Another Gzeir Shava. So we've checked off all of these boxes that uh, in regards to um, uh, in regards to a regular Avera and in regards to Avodas Kochavim that we have almost all of our answers as to why it is that everyone has the same rule, that it's only, a Korban is only brought if the error of the Psak or the error of your action was one that was Zidono Karis Vishigigas A couple more things to check off by Avodah Zarah. Yachid Nasiu Mashiach Mi Vi'im Nefesh Achas. We learn out a Yachid and the Nasi, the top posek of Moshiach and the Kohen Moshiach, that they too are subject to the same parameters by Avodah Zorah, from the Pasuk of Im Nefesh Achas. Echad Yachid, ve'echad Nasi, ve'echad Moshiach b'mashma. It implies that it, based on the Pasuk, Im Nefesh Achas, if any one person, these are all one people, a Yachid and a Nasi and Kohen Moshiach. And what does the Vav of Im Nefesh Achas teach me? Vav Mosif al-Inyan Rishon, 
Vav adds to what we were learning about previously, we can learn the tachton, that which is lower from that which is higher. Namely, we can learn from tzibor to yachid. And that's how the Gemara extends to all of the cases we've discussed. We've discussed three categories of halacha, which is a um, uh, the first uh, category of halacha, which is quoted in the Bryce, is when Bezdin makes an error. The second is when the Kohen Mashiach makes an error. And the third is when there's an error of uh, of avodas kochavim, and within each of those parameters, we spoke about sibor yachid. We spoke about a nasi. We spoke about koy mashiach. All the different characters and all of that, they all have the same parameter in all case scenarios. Now, this is a good piece of information to remember. Please, God, Bismillah should be rebuilt very soon. If ever we are obligated uh, to bring a korban because of a mistake in psak, the rule is that it must be a scenario where it is zedono kares and shigigaso chatas. Uh, a little bit more than a third of the way down on Tesmanot, the Gemara says, that's great and everything, but that doesn't, uh, that doesn't help us with everyone. Where do the rabbis learn out this idea of Zidon Okaris Rishigagas Ochatas? Says the Gemara, it's learned out, the rabbis learn it out, because of what was taught from Rabbi Yeshua to his son. What was taught to them? That is what the Pasuk says, that there's one Torah that will be for you, to those who make an error, those who do an, an Isra Shogig. And a person who does an Avera Biyad Rama. This is a reference to Avodah Zarah, do an Avera Biyad Rama. And the Gemara applies a Hekish. All of Torah was made equal, at least in one way, to Avodah Kochavim. So now we found yet another parameter, according to the Rabbanan now, because all of that was really according to Rebbe. That's how he used the word Aleha. So where does uh, where do the Rabbanan learn this out? Because the Rabbanan used the word Aleha for, for our case. So how do we learn these halachos? So the Gemara answers with this hekish. Fine. That Pasuk seems to be speaking about in the singular because it says, V'hanefesh asher ta'aseh. And it's, uh, so then, therefore, the Gemara asks, Ashkechan yachid benasiu Mashiach ben avodas kochavim vein charmitzos. I know that this rule of zedono karis and shigigaso applies across the boards avodas kochavim and regular mitzvos by anyone who's an individual. What about tzibur b'avodas kochavim minayin? What about a tzibur as it relates to avodas zara? So Amar Kra says the Gemara v'im nefesh. From there, from the Vav, from the extra word letter, we can learn from one to the other to apply the rules of a Yachid to a Tzibor as well, to say that the threshold is, is again the same, that the only time that Korban is brought, according to the Rabbanon, is when it's Shigigasa, is when it's Zidon Okaris and Shigigasa Chatas. Now you've answered the question about uh, the Tzibor by Avodas Kochavim. What about Tzibor by Shar Mitzvos? Says the Gemara, What does Rebbe do with the Pasuk of Hai Torah Achas? It says the Gemara, Rebbe, hi, Torah, achas, we know how the rabbis use it. The rabbis use it to teach us uh, the halacha, but you already learned it from somewhere else. So what, how, are we, how is he going to use this pasuk? Says the Gemara, Mi because of another b'risa. And this is how Rebbe uses the pasuk of Torah, achas. Because it's very clear from the psukim that there's a difference between a yachid and a tzibor. Different drashos, some for one and some for the other. And therefore, yachidim b'skila, and uh, their individuals may be subject to a punishment in theory of this is a side din, really. But when a person is given the capital punishment of skila, then there is no uh, fiscal punishment that's given to them. Their children can still take their money, be Yerusha. However, Merubin uh, Bisayev, when there uh, when there is a, a lot of people violating these Aveiras, so then they get killed Bisayev, and Saif is a lower level of capital punishment, and therefore their money is not going to the Yorshim. The money gets lost and destroyed. So Yachal, if we, if we know that there's a difference between a Yachid and between the, the tzibur in regards to these areas by skila and by saif, yachal nachlok b'korban 
maybe we should say that there's a difference in what types of korbanos they would bring had it been a case of shogeg between a yachid and, and, and the rabbin. We didn't see that above. So how do we understand this Gemara? We're trying to figure out how Rebbe uses the words Torah achas. Says the Gemara right here, Talmud Lomar Torah achas yalochem, that no, the korbanos don't change when they are, when they've done things b'shogeg. Asks the Gemara, that's not so simple. Maski the only reason why it's true that you say the korbanos don't change is because of the pasuk. If not for that, we would have thought that maybe there would have been a chiluk in the korbanos in the case of shogeg between yachid and sibor. So the Gemara says that's impossible. My lesu, what what different korbanos would you, would you would have brought? Lesu par, would you have brought a cow? A cow? That's not much of a chiddush because sibor b'shar mitzvos with demaisu. If a sibor makes an error with in general with halacha, forget about avodas kochavim. So then they bring a par. What about a kispa? What about that animal? No, yachid b'shar mitzvos with demaisu. Nothing unique about that. What about seir? That animal is brought with by a nasi b'shar mitzvos with demaisu. That animal is brought by a sar. Par leola b'sar lechatas. That those korbanos are brought uh, in a case of tzibur v'avodas kochavim with demaisu. Belamai seira. What are we going to say? That animal? No, yachid nami hainu korbano. So therefore, we don't really know what Rebbe is trying to say with Torah achas, because if the havamina is that it would have been different, and therefore we need the words Torah achas, but the havamina is wrong. The havamina, there's no way it could have been different because there's no other options. So why does Rebbe need Torah achas? So says the Gemara, Itzrich, really he does need Torah achas because sal kadaita chamina hol v'tzibor behora may supar leola v'sar lechatas in hu nami nesu ipcha they could have brought the reverse of these korbanos. Instead of parla'ola and sarlachatas, it could have been parlachatas and sarlaola. Those are, in fact, different korbanos for different purposes. And maybe we would have thought that the korbanos should change. Inami, or no, sorry, he does need to bring different korbanos, but he has no resolution. And therefore, Kamash Mulan, the word Torah achas to teach us that, yes, they do bring the same korbanos when they are bishogi. All right, we're done with all the hard stuff. <laughs> Says the Gemara, Amar Lei, Levi, Lerebi, this is a clean slate. We're going back to the Mishnah now. Levi asks Rebbe, my area of the Tani Tesvav, why is it that our Mishnah only counts 15 of the 21 Arayos? Why aren't, why aren't 16 counted? Belisni Tes Zion. Now, obviously, one knew what the other was asking. When he said Tes Zion, the other one knew what he was asking. So the Gemara says, Omar Lei, Kimeduma, it appears to me, Kimeduma Li, She'ein Lo, Moach Bekad Kadot. It seems that he has no brain inside of his skull. My daitach. What are you talking about? Are you talking about a case of emo uh, anusas aviv? Are you talking about that case that we should bring that into our Mishnah? Pause. Look at the sheets. That's the top case of the drawing here. You have a man named Yaakov. Yaakov has two. Yaakov is married properly to Chana. Yaakov violates Malka and has Shimon. Yaakov is married to Chana and they have Ruvain. Okay, and Ruvain is also married to two people. Ruvain is married to Sarah, regular community woman. And Malka is the woman that Yaakov violated. They were never married. And you can see from the blue dotted line here that Ruvain married the woman that Yaakov violated. That is a machlokas. Can Ruvain marry the woman that his father violated? Let's talk in Lumdus. Is that considered knaf aviv? We know that you're not allowed to be intimate with a stepmother, obviously, even upon divorce, it's not allowed. But what if that they were never married? Is marriage what creates the Isser of that woman? Or no, even Tash Mishamita would, in which case Malka should be forbidden to Ruven. And says the Gemara back inside, my daitach, imo anusas aviv. You want to bring um, Shimon's mother, who is, uh, she was raped and she had a child. 
and she had Shimon, and Reuven went to marry her. That's not so simple. The case of Imo Anusas Aviv is Plukta de Rebbe Yehuda Verabonani, who Plukta Lo Kamairi. The reason this case is not supposed to be included in our Mishnah as the 16th case is because our Mishnah specifically has no cases that are subject to Machlokas in it. And this case of whether or not Reuven can marry Malka is a Machlokas Tanaim. And because the case of Aviv, uh, Imo Anusas Aviv, because Malka, who was violated by Yaakov, but they were never married, because there's a Machlokas Rebbe Yehuda and Rabbanon as to whether or not Ruvain, Yaakov's son from a different marriage, from a different relationship, whether or not Ruvain can marry Malka. So therefore, we're not including it in our mission. Maybe it's true according to some, but that's not going to be included. Is there enough when you're like actually violated or just, you know, they got together without being married? Probably not. <clears throat> the only thing I can think of uh, that might change that is that we know that there are a lot of people who don't have uh, halachic marriages. Their edim are related to each other. They're not from, they're not Shomer Shabbos. And that really can invalidate a marriage. So the Rishonim speak about this, that there's a, a, an idea that any Tash Meshamita, that's the shame Kedushin, kind of helps to effectuate the Kedushin. That's a possibility. So that might be a difference between these two. But the case here is a case of Anusa. It doesn't present a case where they had Tash Meshamita. Yeah, I presume it's very specific, but I'm not 100% sure. So says the Gemara, fine. Why is it not 16 cases? Why don't we include the case of Imo Anusas Aviv? Because there's a machlokas between Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon as to whether or not that case is allowed, whether or not Ruvain in the first picture here is allowed to marry Malka. Okay, Velo, are you sure that there's nothing in our Mishnah that has a case of Machlokas? Because we have another case in a different Mishnah in this Masechda where there is Machlokas. What are the two cases? Vahare Iser Mitzvah, the Iser Kedusha. These are two different cases. Iser Mitzvah, we're going to learn about, not today and not, not for a bit, but we will learn about it. It's called Arayos, Shniyos La Arayos. We're going to discuss this later, not now. In a case of Iser Mitzvah or in a case of Iser Kedusha, where a man marries a Mamzeres, to Pligi Rabbi Akiva Virabon. And there's a Machlokas there, Vikotani. Yet in the later part of the Masechda, it is listed. So you can't tell me that every case that's listed here is always going to be without machlokas because that case is listed and it has a machlokas. Says the Gemara, no, but Pirkin Karmina, in Perak Rishon, in Perak Rishon, the Mishnahis don't have a machlokas about the cases about Yibu. So therefore, it's not going to be included in our Mishnah. It's not going to be 16. It's going to be 15. We have a case that we're not going to look up right now, but it's a case that is later in the Masechta and four more blot, later in the Perak where Beishamai allowed the Tzaros to get married to certain people, and Beishelel did not allow. So says the Gemara, yeah, but who cares? Beishamai, Beishelel, in a Mishnah. That's not Torah. That's not even a Machlokas. We are just not Gores, the Shita Beishamai. So we've seen this idea in Shas a number of times. Where was the last time we saw it? Brachos and Beitzah. We've seen it twice. This is the third time where we see that uh, that Beishamai, Beishamai, Beishelel, in a Mishnah. We don't even register his Shita. It is a total flat line on the radar. Nothing. We, we totally ignore it. And therefore, even though it's in the first parak, and even though it says Beishamai says X and Beishil says, we don't care. That's not a machlokas, and that case can be included in that Mishnah. Says the Gemara, but wait one second. There's a case of, uh, well, we're, this is on the bottom of this first page that we're going to look at in a minute, a case of Eishes Achiv, the, um, the wife of a brother, when the brother was Shalohaya Be'olamo, top of Dav Testament base. Uh, that case we have listed, uh, even though there's a machlokas. So what's going on? Look at the bottom of the first page here. The case says, There are two possible cases here. This requires following along in addition to listening. There are uh, three brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, and the black font. Uh, three brothers. Fine. Ruvain is married to Chana, and uh, Ruvain dies without children. 
Shimon is married to Rachel. And Rachel, if she were to have gotten married, would be Tsaraschana. If Shimon marries, what was the case here? I think I made a mistake here. Hold on one second. Reuven is married to Shimon, and Reuven is married to Chana. Why is Rachel Tsaras Chana? She's his sister. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you are right, actually. I think they are. Are they sisters? Hang on. I know. Oh, I understand what happened here. Okay, good. So Ruvain was married to Chana. Ruvain died. And then Shimon did Yibum. Got it. Okay, Shimon did Yibum. Thank you. Shimon is now married to two people. Shimon is married to Chana. And Shimon is married to Rachel, who is now Tzaras Chana. And then Shimon dies. Well, look at the green font there. Before, uh, born after Ruvain died, but before Shimon married Chana. Yeah. Levi was born after Ruvain died, so there's no Yibum. Yeah. So Levi, Levi's not, no, he's never allowed to marry Chana. Before the Yibum was completed by Shimon. Correct. So this, in this case, it's pretty, there, there's no machlokas in this case that, um, yeah, there's no machlokas in this case. Can Levi ever marry Chana? It says in the red font there by the arrows, Eishes Ach, there's no Yibum, he can never marry. What about Levi marrying Rochel when Shimon dies? So also no Yibum, not allowed because Chana is always forbidden to him and Chana and Rochel are tzaros. Where is there no machlokas? That's on the left side in version two. Same case, except that Levi was born after Shimon married Chana, after the Yibum. If Shimon then dies, then there's a machlokas if he can marry Chana. So that's what we're talking about in version two here, in this version two. That's what it says on the top line, Depligi Rib Shimon Verabonon Viktani. So it, because there's a machlokas in version two, where we where Rib Shimon and Rabbonon don't necessarily agree, they don't agree, yet we still see that it's listed in a brisa. says the Gemara, Penolad Ulvisof Yivim Lopalig Rib Shimon. In case one, they don't argue. <laughs> so he gives a new kimta that we're talking about case one, we're not talking about case two. Says the Gemara, that really Ravoshia says that there was a machlokas even in case one. So therefore, maybe it should not be listed. Says the Gemara, we've already rejected the sheet of Ravoshia. So now we have a version here, which no one argues with, which is where Levi was born after Ruvain died, but before Shimon married Chana. Everyone agrees in that case that he's not allowed to marry Chana. Then says the Gemara, and this is where things uh, get um, interesting. Then says the Gemara, the Amar of Yehuda Amarav, Vechein Tani Rebchia. So these next two lines are cryptic. And without Rishonim, uh, and I don't even know how the Rishonim figured it out, but without Rishonim, it would be very difficult. Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rab, the Kulan, in all of the cases of our Mishnah where we speak about Arayos, with all 15 Arayos, I have a case of Ani kore bahen ha'asura laze muteres laze, ve'asura laze muteres baze. That when one sees one of two women that he could marry, he's allowed to marry one and is not allowed to marry another. Ve'achosa shihi evimto, and the sister who would be the yevama, which makes no sense, would be cholezes o misyabemes. 
Okay, now let's look at the picture on the back of page one, the one that says family of brothers and family of sisters. Let's follow along in this chart, and then we will be able to learn the rest of this Gemara. Family of brothers, four brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda, and two sisters, Leah and Rachel. Ruvain was married to Rachel. Shimon was married to Leah. Um, and then Ruvain and Shimon die, and now there are two brothers, Levi and Yehuda. Now, Levi and Yehuda, where the yellow arrows, will Le Levi will marry, in theory, Rachel, and Yehuda, in theory, will marry Leah. We don't allow that. Look at the yellow font underneath, Chalitza, but not Yibum. Why? Here is a very important principle called Zika. Since each woman has Zika's Yibum to all brothers, and a man can't marry the sister of his Zikuka. Namely, the Yibum of Levi applies to both women, and the Yibum of Yehuda applies to both women. So therefore, because in theory, the Zika, the bond that exists between these two living brothers of Levi and Yehuda could apply to both, you therefore cannot do Yibum to either. Because there's this Zika Sibum. Rashi here has a, has a, a crazy language in Dibur Hamaskil in the very long Rashi there. And he says a language where, um, let me see if I can just pull it out quickly. He says, it's a Vida, uh, I can't find it right now, but he basically says it's basically like a, it's kind of like a form of Kedushin. It's kind of like a form of marriage. It's not fully a form of marriage, but it's similar to a form of marriage. So therefore, because in theory, Levi has a burden of Yibum to both Leah and Rachel, and Yehuda has the same one, they can't do Yibum. But they're also not putter from Yibum, so they have to do Chalitza. Mm -hmm. However, okay, however, follow along in the green on the top, the green on the top. What happens if Rachel is really the mother-in-law of Yehuda and Leah is the mother-in-law of Levi? Then there's no Zika in both directions. Why? Because, because Levi has no Zika Sibum to Leah. That's his mother-in-law. His only eligible person is Rachel. And Yehuda, whose mother-in-law is Rachel, has no Zika, Zika Sibum to Rachel, but can easily marry Leah. So now let's read the green font here. If Leah is the mother-in-law of Levi, and if Rachel is mother-in-law to Yehuda from previous marriages, then we don't need to fall back on Chalitza, since the typical Zika Sibum doesn't apply when the mother-in-law are erva to her own son. Therefore, says Rav Chia, let's look at Levi. Levi can't marry Leah, but he can marry Rachel because there's no erva between Levi and Rachel, but there is erva between Levi and Leah. So that is what the Gemara means here. And that's why this Rashi is so long. Because what we're trying to do, let's go back in the Gemara. The Gemara says in the name of Rav and in the name of Rav Chia, fifth line on Duff Testament days, Pekulan Anikore, in all cases, I could figure out, in all 15 cases of Arayos that are listed in our Mishnah, I could come up with a model like the one we just described, where Ha'asura Lazeh Muteres Lazeh, Ha'asura Lazeh Muteres Lazeh. And check this out. The sister is also going to be your Yavama. Because, yes, if I'm Levi, then Leah is my mother-in-law, but her sister is my, my Yavama. So that is what Rukhiya said, this very sophisticated line where it, he indicates that we're able to uh, view all of our cases in the Mishnah through this lens of being able to marry one person but not being able to marry another. However, while it's true that, that, Rebchia, that Rabbi Yehuda Marav and Rebchia said it applies to all 15 in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda Mitargim Mechamos It doesn't apply to the first six. It only applies from number seven and on in the list of our Mishnah. Aval Shisa 
but in the first six cases, low. It's not true. My taima, because one of the first ones in the Mishnah is bito. de bito mishkachas la. The only way we could create our case here uh, to fulfill the dictum of Ravchia, that it's asur lazeh and muteris lazeh, the only way that case can be created is if there was a violation, if there was a rape of some kind. But in a regular marriage case, it cannot be figured out. So, and our Mishnah is benisun kamari, but onsen lo kamari. So therefore, because our mission is only dealing with marriage, even this case that we just dealt with now, this case is, is a case of marriage. It's a very complicated family tree. I don't recommend it to people, but if it were to happen, at least with their marriages, it's not rape like it was in the previous cases. So the Mishnah wants to say, the Gemara wants to say in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, the Amora, that no, that this cannot be our case. We're only talking about marriage. Why do you have to exclude that case? We could even apply it to the first six cases. Since we have a case where we could fulfill the dictum of Rebchia, that Asura Lazan Muteras either way, it should still be. Who cares if the Mishnah is talking about marriage or, or, or a, a woman who is vi? It doesn't matter. Aval, however, says the says Abaye, But the case that we were talking about earlier, uh, the two versions of that's not going to be uh, a case that we will factor in. That's one of the last cases of our Mishnah, my taima, because since it only works according to, to one shita, and our Mishnah is not dealing with machlokas, and therefore this case cannot apply there. The Rav Safra Matargim, Rav Safra disagrees, and he says, Af I disagree with you. Where do we find the case in the case of Eishas Achiv? Okay, it says the Gemara, Mishkachas la b'shisa achim ve'aliba derev shimen. When there are six brothers, six brothers, I can't even say the words. When there are six brothers, according to the opinion of Rav Shimon. Take a look at the last page here, nine minutes until Mincha, we're perfect. Six brothers. The father is Yaakov, Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun. Please follow the little uh, notes at the top there where it says one, two, and three, because we they, they die in a very specific order. Ruven is married to Leah, as you can see in the blue, and Shimon is married to Rachel. And with those asterisks, you can see that those are sisters. For the first part of our conversation, Yisachar and Zvulun are not yet born. And then Ruven dies. Look at note number one. After Ruven died, then Yisachar was born. Then... Levi, was mar Levi married Leah through Yibum. Yisachar will always be usher to Leah since she's Eishas Ach, and he has no heter of Yibum because he was born after the fact. Then Shimon dies. After Shimon dies, Zevulun is born, the last child. Then Yehuda, who is the fourth child, he marries Rachel with Yibum. Zevulun, who was born after the fact, will always be usher to Rachel since she is Eishas Ach and has no heter of Yibum. And then Levi and Yehuda die. Now what? Now Levi and Yehuda are married to Rachel and Leah, respectively. And Yisachar is always going to be ushered to one of them. And Zevulun will always be ushered to one of them because they were born after the fact and there's no Yibum to be matir. And therefore, Yisachar is ushered to Leah, but mutter to Rachel. Zevulun is ushered to Rachel, but mutter to Leah. That is what Ravchia said. We have a case scenario where two sisters, one is mutter to marry one and not the other. We don't even treat them as tzaros because they weren't married to the same person. It's just mutter. And that's why this case is included in our Mishnah. That's what the Gemara says here about Liba de Reb Shimon. It's only according to Reb Shimon. At the very bottom of this page, you see that there's a machlokas. Reb Shimon agrees with this, but the Chachamim at the very bottom of, the, of this colored page says, Yisachar and Zvulun 
are usher to both of them. They're never allowed to marry. What do we see according to Reb Safra? We see that there's a case of machlokas that's included in our Mishnah. How can that be? We said that nothing in our Mishnah is going to be included with the case of machlokas. And by the way, with Simonech, a way to remember this case, thanks for giving it to me now, the way, the way it's easiest to remember is meis nolad v'yabim. A person died, another child was born, and then Yibam took place. A person died, another one was born, and then Yibam took place. And if you look at the brothers, you look back at that last picture that we just saw, you'll see Ruvain died, Yisachar was, was born, Levi uh, did Yibam. Shimon died, as Zavulin was born, Yehuda did Yibam. So that's uh, the simon. So says the Gemara, this is a problem. It's a problem for Rebbe, because Rebbe seemed to say that there should that, they, that this should not be in our Mishnah. Why, Therefore, why did the Rabban, why are they more machma in that case against Rav Probably because it's Achos Isha, in addition to Aisha Even though the Yibam kind of made him, made one of them what But we know from our Mishnah and from some of our other dialogues that Yibum works with the one level of Isser of, of Aisha Ach. But when there's any other level of Arayos, which is the crux of our first Mishnah, it ruins Yibum. But here things are a little bit different. This this six brothers case, the Shisa Achen, is a little bit different. I'm guessing. What? Achosisha can't marry. No, it's not. No, it says Mutter. I don't know why he says it's Asr. It's certainly Asr for one for the brother who wasn't born yet, but for the one that was, like the logic. Well, there's no. The logic of Rav Shimon should stand. That's true. Let's see if the, it doesn't according to them. But as a let's see if the Gemara says here. Yeah, I don't know. Let's it, the Gemara doesn't even reference this. It just says it's a Liba Derb Shimon. Right. I have no idea. Okay, when the bitumen took my la. Oh no no, that's different. I'll look it up later. I'm not sure. Good question. And then the last line is He doesn't agree to the Klalim of Reb, of Reb Chia and Rav to say that every single case in our Mishnah can be explained of Asura Lazen Muteras We're going to stop right here. We'll pick up. I don't even know what we're doing tomorrow. We'll have to do it uh, after the early Shachris. We'll do Dafiomi after the early Shachris. Depending on how hard the Gemara is, I'll try to do a blot and a half. If not, then we'll have to learn Friday morning also because we gotta got to make up for lost time. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.